everybody. Welcome back to FTS Sports, FTS Gambling Inside the Tank. It is Owen Smith and Matthew Warner. Matt, how the hell are we doing, buddy? We are doing amazing. Um, I'm actually, I'm not going to talk a lot here at the start. I, I'm going to turn it over to you. I, we, I feel like we need to talk. Okay. <laughs> um, how did How did your day go yesterday, Owen? I so I think that we need to take some extra precautions here at Fish Tank Sports. There's a lot of rumors of different viruses going around, and as we you know started off this podcast uh, or, or restarted this podcast, you know three years ago we made the brave decision to just shut down operations for FTS given the the state of the global pandemic and. Rumors have it that it's being spread around again, and I think that now is the appropriate time to say goodbye for a couple of years, and we'll, we'll come back um, once things have cleared up, hopefully, in a couple of years, and start and, giving out some gambling picks and, and go from there. And just to make sure, this has nothing to do with the bad weekend that you had betting, right? This is strictly about the Pure- virus. This is purely for the health and safety of our listeners, for the health and safety of ourselves <laughs> and our families. You know, last time, last time when we were met with this, neither of us were fathers. We are now so, fathers. So, Matt. so much has changed. So much has changed. We are, we are fathers. And I think that it is our responsibility as fathers, as husbands, you as are so friends, we need, we need to just shut down operations for a little bit. You are so brave. Thank you. And, you. you know, it takes a lot for you to want to do this after going one and three. I mean, hold on, <laughs> one oh, and two, there's still a game oh, tonight. That's, that's right. That's right. So we I, can I did, still go 500. I, I did forget about that. I, I, I still did. the Monday night football game. Yeah. You keep doing this too. You keep going with these Monday night games and making me think I'm going to jump out to a, a nice, you know, uh, post a little bit of a comeback and then you end up going two and two. I only pick up like a point and I'm still down a ton. That's okay. I, I am strategic um, and, and the cat's out of the bag because uh, we are now doing uh, blogs uh, for everybody listening. We are now doing blogs on uh, over the weekend. So we release our picks Saturdays and Sundays uh, on the blog. And then of course we release them on Twitter cats out of the bag the reason i've been going with monday night football um is that the under is nine and one this year on monday night football and 31 and 15 since 2021 in monday night football games so Mm. that's maybe contributed to some of my success i haven't always picked the under in monday night football but there definitely has been a little bit of my eyes on it and and the trend continues to win some money so we'll see but things are not looking great. 40 and a half is what I got it at uh, for Jets and Chargers tonight. Um, we'll see. Uh, that That's a pretty low number. And uh, the Chargers yeah, seem it's... to put up a lot of points. So um, either way. Um, so I could be looking at a 1-3 weekend. But again, shutting down operations has nothing to do with that. Uh, has nothing to do with me being 3-2 and two in college it's, football you're over just a the good person. weekend. I'm just a good person. So. Yeah, that's, that's the most important thing to remember here. <sighs> It doesn't have any. Hand. Yeah. Now you don't want to shut down. Operations. I am not shutting down operations. Uh, got the hot hand a little bit. Ended up. <laughs> excuse me. Ended up going six and three yesterday. Felt really good. Um, 
I, I think I was ended up being up like three point seven five units on the day, which felt yep. felt nice. Um, I hit on like a Colts alternate spread minus six and a half, which played out at like one eighty five. Um, I hit on uh, Washington money line. Somebody else money line that was uh, may have been Vegas money line. So ended up having you, a good week. You almost hit on Cardinals plus twelve and a half. Yeah, I was really close on that one. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> it's like every time I bet against the Browns, they end up either covering or like not, you know. So double gonna, covering as they did yesterday. But yeah. yeah, I'm going to keep. Yeah, the the Cardinals were bad. Like I I felt very bad for Clayton Toon. He just they they couldn't move the ball at all. It was like Deshaun would go three and out, and I'd be like, that doesn't matter. We'll have the ball back in in 48 yeah. seconds of play play time. So. Uh, but no, had a had a good day yesterday. Um, this was a weird week for me. I I played. I, I had a lot of plays out there in both college and NFL. Like I don't yeah. know if I I was just horny. I don't know what it was, but I was just aggressively going after the board, um, and ended up uh, quite a bit in the green for the week. So super happy. Um, you know, for for you, Colts get a big win. Browns get a a big win. So we're both feeling good just yeah. as fans um was a uh a solid weekend for us no it, i mean it, it felt good i mean we can dive into our teams real quick um colts it was like the best weekend i think that we could have possibly had where we um you know we win of course i think that's the first and foremost like most important thing is we win it's a big win you know cover the spread and, and a ton more yeah. um Josh McDaniels is fired. Um, and that is continues to be the greatest thing that has ever happened to us was Jim Irsay staying in the bathroom for too long um, <laughs> during his interview process that, that has paid dividends uh, for, for the Colts organization. And then, you know, everyone likes to feel so bad for Frank Reich and he was treated wrong and he had 16 different quarterbacks in his time uh, in Indianapolis and just wait until he gets his guy. He's going to be just fine. And he's one in seven and loses very yeah. bad. And Bryce Young, dude. I I don't – we'll get into that because there's some other quarterbacks <laughs> I want to talk about that are in the same class. But it was just an overall a very good weekend for the Colts. And um, Kenny Moore, like, thank God for him. He has now the second most touchdowns from Bryce Young. Yeah. Um, on the season, thanks was, to CBS Sports gonna, tweeting that out. Bring, so. bring up that stat. Um, yeah, I have good. one uh, kind of I, maybe a little too far in the weeds as far as like an analysis from the Colts uh, game. Okay. I have written down Frank Reich is still Frank Reich, just slightly fatter. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you don't get that kind of you know in depth analysis anywhere else but here at uh, Inside the Tank. So yeah. He just looks slightly fatter, and the offense looks just as boring. And mm-hmm. like every part of him is just Frank Reich. Like it, it's not nothing gets you excited. I'll be really curious to see how long his leash is because he he did get drafted in. There's been all that really weird. Like you keep on hearing these things about how they liked C.J. Stroud, and it sounds like maybe it was a high high level decision that they're drafting uh-huh. Bryce Young. So. Um, it doesn't. It sounds like he was hired, but didn't really get his guy that he wanted. Um, and then, like you, you mentioned, it. We'll talk about it a little bit. But like, obviously, you see Stroud right now just playing amazing football with not 
a ton of like weapons that are much more exciting than what the Panthers have. No. Um, no. So, yeah, it's uh, I'll be interested to see how long Frank Reich's leash is there in Carolina, like how long they're going to be okay being really bad before they're like, okay, let's just mix it up and go get a young guy or go get somebody with a little bit more fire under their ass than I, I just can't imagine being Bryce Young and then having to rely on Frank Reich to get me excited yeah. to go play football. Like that would just be terrible. Yeah. So yeah. would yeah, be awful. I, it's quite the situation in, in Carolina because you have, yeah, a coach that like flamed out in Indianapolis pretty quick. But you think that again, maybe it's just Indianapolis. Let's see, you know, he's a Q, QB guru. He won a Super Bowl with uh, Nick Foles and all of that, right? And uh, we've heard the stories. But uh, then, you, then you don't. I mean, I, I think we can just admit it. I don't think that he had the decision on the quarterback. So you give him Bryce Young. By the way, to get Bryce Young, what'd you have to do? Oh, that's right. You had to yeah, give up. Yeah, you had to the give up a ton. First pick. Yeah. You had to give up the first pick and DJ Moore, like things that maybe could help out. And it's just like to be, it's just going to be so frustrating that, like, okay, maybe Bryce Young is the guy. Maybe you're going to roll with him. Guess what you're missing out on? Somebody called Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, again, I know you had to trade up to get Bryce Young, put yourself in that situation. I get yeah. it. But it's yeah. like just to look at yourself as a franchise, it's, it's gotta be gotta be tough times for for well, sure. Um, it's it's so. gotta be tough to one. You trade up and you give up all that stuff for Bryce Young, but you also look across the league. And I know Anthony Richardson's been been out, but C.J. Stroud, balling, just mm -hmm. looks amazing. He may end up breaking some rookie QB records and and, and things like that. So excited to keep an eye on that. Um, you've got Anthony Richardson, who when he was playing, didn't look too bad like he yeah. he looked a lot more comfortable than i think a lot of people uh, thought he would will levis is all of a sudden starting to play for the titans i think if i'm them i say hey ryan Tannehill, your knee still hurts right yeah so it still hurts right okay yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna roll with will levis um again so like he hasn't looked terrible hasn't looked great but bryce young's looked pretty bad so i if i'm them i'm like shit we had we had four quarterbacks in this class and it seems like we got the one that's not ready for the bright lights of NFL football right now. Well, and the thing too is like Levis specifically, you didn't have to do anything to get him. He yeah, slipped to say, the second you round. Could, you could have got him exactly where you were, kept all your picks and been perfectly fine. Right. Um and you know what? It, you might you might still be in the same situation as you are right now where you are maybe still the worst team because Frank Reich and Levis may have not been, you know, he may not be the guy, but at least you now in that situation, have the option of going Caleb Williams or Drake May, or maybe Levis is showing signs of something, and you get a Marvin Harrison Jr. or whoever is kind of going to be at the top of that list. Yeah, we don't know, but you're just yeah, you're in kind of no man's land with it. And you kind of have to stick with Bryce Young because you're not you don't have enough capital, most likely to you know get a big move for one of the top quarterbacks. So you either you're going to have to you're just going to have to roll with him for a little bit, and also, yeah, you're going to you're going to need a new coach. The, for sure. the the dumbest part of that entire thing was that they go get Bryce Young with that pick and they ship away DJ Moore yeah. to the Bears. So like you go get Bryce Young and it's like, hey, have fun throwing it to like TJ Mingo. Good, good luck. I, I hope that goes well. Like it just yeah. it made no sense at all. So um, so kind of transitioning away from the Panthers, uh, CJ Stroud. Dude. Dog. Thank you, CJ. Thank Dog. you, CJ. 
yeah, we needed that as Buckeye fans. Like we needed a QB to go into the league and show that they are not just a college OSU system quarterback. Like they are, I, I said it yesterday. He is the best quarterback to ever wear an Ohio state uniform. Yep. And people are going to take that as he is my favorite Ohio state quarterback ever. And that is not what I'm saying. He is the best quarterback that has ever worn the uniform. Um, and, Hold on like, a second. Hold on. I love CJ Stroud. Let's take, let's just take a quick second to remember someone by the name of Joe did wear the Jersey technically. So are you, are you saying CJ Stroud's better than Joe Burrow? Okay. Well, uh, see uh, now, now I, I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. Clearly I, I, we, I we like I, to claim Joe Burrow, but he never really played for us. So yes, yeah. CJ Stroud's the best starting game day Buckeye yeah, <laughs> to he, wear the jersey. He is the best he is the best quarterback that we've watched play full season. Yeah. <laughs> so, um but no, I mean he just he looks really good. He 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 looks as as advertised. Like he he throws a really sexy spiral. I I don't know yeah. how else to put it. Like it's just it's a beautiful ball. Um and, and he's doing it with not a ton of like he doesn't have a superstar on that offense. He's got an mm-hmm. offensive line that's kind of iffy. Like right. he's getting it done with just some guys. So I think if the Texans can lose enough games and put themselves in a position where they can, I don't think they'll because they're winning enough. I don't think they'll be in a Marvin Harrison Jr. type situation. But you know, should be a decent receiving class. Uh, I would assume they'll probably invest heavily on the offensive line and, and with some wide receiver weapons here in the off season. So, you know, Stroud could come back with a new and improved offense next year with, with more opportunities to go out and kind of improve on this, uh, you know, really, really great rookie year so far. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what did they do? I can't remember what they had to give up. Yeah. They gave up their first round pick for Will Anderson. So like, oh, that's, that's, that's right. part of it. I but, forgot hey. about that. I but forgot listen, about that. The fact that you can get Will Anderson and CJ Stroud, like, yes, they probably could use some wide receiver help, but like completely I, forgot that that happened. Yeah. But like, listen, there's a, there's a T Higgins in the class next. Like there's some guys that would love to go play for uh, CJ Stroud and play with oh, CJ yeah. Stroud. Yeah. Um, maybe some, you know, Buckeyes that are on other teams that don't have great quarterbacks, Derek Carr and uh, Zach Wilson, maybe, but like, um, yeah, th- th- there's definitely some, Definitely some ways that they could get some more talent around there. Um, either way, uh, the fact that they were able to get Will Anderson and that and see what they've seen so far from then is is well worth it. Versus, yep. again, the Panthers are like a no man's land because they made poor decision on, on both ends. So, um, but no, it, it's great to see that. I, I feel bad for the teams that have to play CJ Stroud twice a year. Um, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Great. Can't wait. Is that you? Yeah. That that would be me. Yeah. That's, it's going to be interesting here in a couple of years where, I mean, we, if things pan out, if Will Levis seems to be decent um, and and can grow, you you would, you're talking of a a, uh, division of CJ Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Anthony Richardson, and uh, Will Levis. That could be next level here in about five to 10 years. Like that could be the 
conference. You you look um, at like the, when those when all those rookies are going into like their extension years, it, it's going to be so interesting to see where those teams are at. Like obviously, I think Lawrence will probably already be taken care of for, yeah. you know, for the foreseeable future. I don't see him hitting free agency. Um, they'll they'll find a way to, you know, hold on to him. But it yep. will be interesting to see where the South is at and kind of how how those teams develop like you know the titans are always in it, like in this weird spot where we don't really know what levis is but uh i think when the colts get anthony richardson back i like uh is it steichen 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 um like him a lot that offense looked like really good when richardson was there um and he's doing his damnedest to make it continue to look good with (laughs) with garner Minshew. um jags will be really good um and so and then obviously texans seems like they've got some things going for him so afc south while it's probably one of the weaker divisions right now as it stands um the future looks pretty bright with a lot of young talent there yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll be a fun one. We'll be a tough one for sure. And um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just uh, the fact that, you know, I, I have season tickets for the Colts, which means that I'll be able to see all of those guys, uh, yeah. which will be, will just be a lot of fun. Like it, the AFC South historically has just been bad and it was just kind of the Colts division for so long. And there was maybe some Titans, you know, here and there, but really the Texans and Jaguars were almost non-factors every year. Yeah. Um, and then now it's like, Oh no, this might be flipped on its head, but for now, it's still, you know, there's still some work to be done. On the other hand, the AFC North, which your team is a part of, is loaded. Yeah, like, I feel like what happens is the Ravens just keep going out and beating the shit out of teams. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, that's, oh my God, did you see the Bills? Oh my, like, yeah. did you see the Chiefs? And, and the Ravens will go kick the shit out of another team and they'll be like, all oh, the Bengals are back. And it's like... Yep. Hey, well, there's this team that's like just consistently <laughs> blowing people out, and like they're sitting with two losses on their record, one of them being the Colts, <laughs> which is really yeah. funny to me. Um, but like they look like a the real deal. Like they look like a contender, somebody that mm-hmm. could go make some noise in postseason football. Uh, the Bengals look like they are back. Um, like I, I was waiting to see how they looked against a, a really good, um, you know, opponent. They went and played against a team that's most likely going to be around come postseason football, and and they handled that game from start to finish really well. Defense looked good. Joe Burrow looked really good. Um, he he was just finding. It seemed like he threw the ball to twelve different receivers. Yeah. Every single one was on the money. Yeah. Um. Browns go beat. Granted, it's the Arizona Cardinals, but they get a twenty-seven nothing win. Um, so you've got Ravens is six and two, Bengals, Browns five and three, Steelers, and they have the same record, but I'm putting them a notch down. <laughs> I like I've got to yeah, I've got to take the Steelers. Sure. The Steelers are the worst five and three team, yeah, <laughs> maybe that I've ever seen. Um, like well, I yeah. I still get haunted thinking about the fact that they beat the Browns and had negative eight yards in the fourth quarter, <laughs> negative eight yards yeah. and they beat the Browns. Um, so I, I think it'll be really weird to see how the division shapes up because now you've got the Bengals knocking on the door. Uh, the Browns have a really tough 
stretch of games here where you know they're gonna have to go try and fend off the Ravens and split that that series they're gonna have to go try and fend off the Steelers and split that series so um it'll be interesting I'm super excited because it seems like it's gonna be a pretty tight race for those you know final wild card spots um and the last game of the season Browns Bengals could just be an absolute electric factory. I'm going to yeah. find a way to get to that game um, yeah. if uh, if I can. So super excited. But yeah, the, the division's stacked. Um, I, I think all four of those football teams can go beat anybody on any given night, um, aside from maybe the, the Steelers. But uh, also Deshaun Watson back. Didn't look terrible. Um, we'll didn't look great, but didn't look terrible. He did get booed uh super early on in the game uh and then answered it with a touchdown granted that touchdown was thrown off of somebody's helmet directly into amari cooper's hand so a little bit of uh the the luck swinging back our way after we threw an interception off of somebody's helmet now we get a touchdown off somebody's helmet so uh just typical browns things this is just how the season goes for us but um no at least he's not at least he's not guaranteed for a bunch of money or anything I do know one thing. He was guaranteed yesterday to get us a twenty-seven to nothing hey, uh, win. That's on, fine. Yep. You know, sitting at fi- sitting at five and three, he 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 looked good. Like, as far as the shoulder and everything, he took a couple big hits and popped right back up. Um, when we saw him in Indianapolis, it was like you could tell something was not like it looked like a noodle arm out there. And the second that he took the slightest <laughs> hit, he was like, "Hey." I'm yeah, done. I'm good. I, yeah, I'm good. get me the hell out of this game. So <laughs> I was happy to see him uh, <clears throat> fight through a couple hits and and obviously lead to a big win. Defense got back on track. No better time to do it than against Clayton Toon. Um, so good to see. Good to see. Um, yeah, one thing I wanted to add with the Bengals specifically is getting more and more interested in their Super Bowl uh, odds. I mean, clearly, the, the more that they win, uh, yeah, the, the, the more that they win, the, the lower odds are going, but it's still 14 to 1 right now on FanDuel, um, which are longer odds than the Dolphins, which can we just take a quick minute? We didn't have it on uh, the, the docket, but the fact that the Dolphins just can't win against tough teams right now is uh pretty interesting and the fact that they're 12 to 1 and Bengals are 14 to 1 is what was the, something somebody, to look at. somebody sent us that stat it's like they haven't beat a team that's over 500 in like <laughs> yeah. forever right it was like yeah. november of 2021 or something it was yeah. a ridiculous stat um i mean they if they don't jump out to that god-awful like 21-0 deficit yeah you know they look pretty good in the second half obviously the fourth and ten like botch snap that has to be one of the worst ways for like the fans in germany to be like <laughs> oh this is how american football games end like this <laughs> sucks ass so yeah. <laughs> uh that, that was interesting to like you know it they, they showed a little bit of fight tyree kill for the first time all year was somewhat contained yeah. um so I, I don't know if maybe they found the recipe or if it was just, hey, he's had 200 yards and three touchdowns for 18 consecutive weeks. Maybe we should try something different. And um, So, no, I, I, I think just, Dolphins are fine. I, but I, yeah, I'm, I would take the Bengals over the Dolphins for a Super Bowl probably any day of the week right now. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, I mean, get those odds while you can, because, uh, I mean, the, the more that they win, clearly, the better those get. And the only two teams really ahead of them right now are the Cowboys and Dolphins. Um, and then you kind of get to that Ravens, 49ers, Eagles, Chiefs category. What's the one Ravens thing I'll, that? Uh, Ravens right now are plus 850. Um, something to note is that you mentioned that the Colts beat the Ravens this year in kind of an early contest. Uh, the Colts beat the Chiefs last year. And who won the Super Bowl? Um, I think it was the Chiefs. I think so. So, if you if you believe in history, and if history repeats itself, the Ravens might be worth a look. Not only because they're good, but because they lost to the Colts and the Colts beat the Chiefs last year. Even though the, it, there was no business for the Chiefs to lose that game, they did. Oh, I did. So. I did have one more note from the Chiefs uh, Dolphins yeah. game. Throw it out there. Um, I had that Travis Kelsey's. Aries moon aligned with uh, Taylor Swift's Pisces comet, which is it gave them an extra little boost in that game. So I read that on a Taylor Swift fan page, um, nice. which I will start reading before every Chiefs game to to maybe see if that moves the line in my head a little bit more. That was my sure. my final note from that game. He he had a huge impact on the game with four receptions and 19 yards. Really really glad that I wasted a first round pick on him and one of my uh, fantasy leagues so oh yeah because he's really done you dirty all year you Dude, little when you, taylor's when taylor swift is not in attendance what has he done you, i won a parlay little last week. picky bitch <laughs> god the guy goes out and gets you 25 a week and you're like oh he only got me five this week oh listen, my gosh dude. listen he's a first round pick gotta play like one gotta play like one um but yeah it is concerning that when she's not in attendance uh, it's just something to keep your eyes on what I don't think the world is ready for is a Travis Kel- Kelsey trying to play football if Taylor Swift breaks up with him. Yeah. He may just yeah. sit on the sideline. Yeah. Andy Reid's like, Travis, get in there. He's like, I can't coach. I can't coach. I can't. Song. She just yeah. wrote a song about my coach. Sorry, coach. <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I like Bengals 14 to 1, Ravens decent value um browns are 28 to 1 so worth a look and don't look now but (laughs) the the colts are 200 to 1 so worth worth that if you're feeling frisky if you're feeling frisky um any other nfl things that you want to get out uh no like i said i had a really good betting weekend i got to sit and watch quite a few of the games which was uh which was nice Got some yard work done during some NFL football. Um, I I do have one thing that's really funny. It's not just NFL football. I've Mm -hmm. officially gotten to the age, and I don't know if you had this same experience, but like growing up, parents would always listen to games. Like my dad would Mm -hmm. be listening to a football game, and I'd be like, for God's sakes, put music on. Like this is the most boring I'm officially at that age where I will listen to football games on the radio. And it is such a pleasant experience for me. I was out doing yard work, listening to games. And I was like, this is amazing. I've reached the point. Not only do I do that, but I've also reached the point that when I am driving home from Lucas oil stadium, I am listening to the post game show, the post game radio show. Oh yeah. It's uh, and calling in. And, uh, I'm not yeah, calling in yet. You are definitely calling in. <laughs> I'm, I'm not at that. I'm not. Hey, at that Dan Owen yet. here, longtime listener. Uh, <laughs> so I was thinking on that third and three. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's funny. 
uh it's funny the the calls that they do get on those are just like you i can't imagine i love being a podcast where we don't take live callers because some of the questions that they get are horrendous and they they have to like hey thanks for listening man like really appreciate it i don't know what you just said yeah yeah yeah. I, I I heard one there where somebody called in. They were like, you know, who do who do you think that we're going to target as a defensive coordinator after this year? And they were like, you want to talk about defensive coordinators after we just had a game where the defense played lights out, two pick sixes. <laughs> like, that's the call that you would like. You've had that on your chest for two weeks, and yeah. you finally got through. And you it could you didn't care what happened in that game. Like it's yeah. just it's it's so funny to listen to those. But uh, no, it's uh. I have one last thing for NFL. One and last, I don't last think thing. What last, last, last thing uh, for NFL. We don't usually talk a lot of fantasy, but, and I don't know if this person is listening, but I propose a rule for fantasy teams that your team cannot have super team as the name and only score 72 points. Yeah. That'd be embarrassing. Yeah. Just throwing be, that out there. That'd be really embarrassing. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. I don't think Especially the person's if listening. Especially but. if it's Super Team 5.0. <laughs> like, ugh. I have no room to talk. I have no room to talk. I scored, you know, 81 points before uh, Garrett Wilson comes in. But my team is not called Super Team. Yeah, so. I'm in a dogfight this weekend in fantasy, too. So I've got, I need Eckler to not allow Justin Herbert to outscore him by four or more points. <laughs> so... I, if if it's a touchdown, I needed to be thrown to Eckler. Like there, yep. all these things. Like I can't afford for there to be these weird, like you know, two Keenan Allen touchdowns is like a, a <laughs> dagger in my heart. So uh, I play against. I, I'm up against the undefeated uh, team in our league. The last one. I want to put that one on their record. Yeah. So uh, no, let's get into a little bit of a. A little bit of college football was yep. – right, we talked about this uh, on the, the Monday. But like, what a freaking weekend for college football. Dude. I mean, it, you you could have canceled every other game, and if you just gave me Alabama and LSU and Washington, USC, I mean, th- those games were incredible. Um, yeah. However, there were other games, and – I did this thing where it was like I I got on DraftKings and I was like, oh, I like that game. Oh, my God, I like that game, too. And it just kept going. And then I think I was just like, man, I got into a rhythm. I was just clicking on every line. I was like, oh, yeah, well, fucking sign me up for that one. Um, (laughs) I ended with just a hilarious record for Saturday. I was six, seven and one. (laughs) And I was up point four, eight units. So if you tailed all of my picks congratulations if you're placing ten dollars as a unit you walked away with four dollars and eighty cents in the green so uh go get yourself like half a happy meal because they're very expensive now um but you're you're welcome um i just just know that i do this for the people i want you all to be winning 0.48 units every single weekend dude yeah well i i I'm very proud of you to come out in the green, given the amount of picks that you made. I was a little more conservative, but again, I've been going through this thing and I just think I need to be more aggressive. I think that the reason that my picks are so bad is that I'm not more aggressive. I think I need to stop overthinking it and just bet every game possible. And just do it. <laughs> so let me, just let me, it. let me make sure I'm getting this right. 
when you're down, your idea is that we should double down. <laughs> that's like the guy sitting at the poker or the, the blackjack table that's lost six hands in a row. And he's like, I'll just double my bet size and just yeah. throws it on the table and loses. And he's like, well, that was fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, as far as a blog goes, I threw out, I went three and two. I, I tailed a couple uh, a couple picks might have thrown a couple extra in there that I didn't plan on, but that was kind of a last minute. Like I just want to feel something uh, type of decision on FanDuel mm-hmm. for myself. Um, but either way, uh, we can uh, well, let's just start off with the exciting games, and then we can talk about the Buckeyes and all of that to kind of wrap things out, yeah. uh, wrap yep. things up. But um, LSU and Bama was a ton of fun to watch. Um, the fact that Jaden Daniels went down was not fun. Um, because that kind of just like, just let the air out of the balloon a little bit on that, where it was like, okay, this, well, I forget what the backup's name was, but it was like, as soon as I saw like his first couple plays, I was like, well, and then you like see Jaden Daniels come out for a second. And then he's like back in the tent and it's like, oh, his mom's in the tent with him. And it's like, why what was the, he on the, the field? What's going on? Like it was what the hell confusing. is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but uh but that game was awesome for the most part. The I mean Jaden or uh, Jalen Milrow is unreal so, as a athlete. He's not yeah, the best passer, but unreal as an athlete. So I put that in my like in my article, and I, I think it was true for a good portion of the game, obviously with the injury, it it didn't uh we didn't get to see it to conclusion, but like my whole thought process was like, I like LSU because I trust Jaden Daniels more than I trust Milrow and Milrow looked like a guy that can go win a college football national championship. Like he had that dog in him. It kind of reminded me of like a early Jalen hurts where making a lot of plays on his legs. He made some good throws, but you're not overly confident in his arm. Um, we saw, you know, we saw Hertz start to develop that a little bit more the later into his uh, college career. And then obviously in the NFL, but it was very reminiscent of, of, of seeing that Alabama quarterback that like, they just go make plays Their 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 line is always dominant. So like, you know, you're going to have space to run, um, and when he, when he took off and was set that he was running, he looked fast. Like mm-hmm. he just, like you said, a freak athlete. Um, and Jaden Daniels looked pretty darn good. I mean, that, that game was so much fun to watch back and forth. Like, you know, the touchdown right before the half and LSU then getting the ball, like it, it, it felt like things were swinging in LSU's favor a little bit. It, it was just such a fun game to watch. Sucked that, Jaden Daniels went out the quarterback that came in. It was so like, it looked like it, it looked like Todd Beckman was coming in for, <laughs> for LSU. Like I've never seen a more uninspiring quarterback walk onto oh, the field God. than that guy. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, as soon I was like, because I, I, I had the over, which that hit pretty early on in that one. Um, pretty early on in the second half on that one. So felt good about that. Uh, but then I also just wanted I like wanted to feel something more than the points, so I went with LSU spread, and I was like, you know, holding on to hope. Like, yes, Alabama's yeah. rolling, but like I've seen some of these LSU games. Like, I know what they can do. Every time that I bet LSU, they have let me down <laughs> every freaking time. I bet them in all three of their losses, and not only did they lose, but they didn't cover any of those. But 
I said this in the article, they are addicted, absolutely addicted to the over. They have not hit an under or pushed the entire season. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's 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 batting at a pretty high clip there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I know what's going to happen. I'm going to look at their over next week. I'm going to hammer it, and it's going to end in like a 13 to 10 game, yeah. and I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I guess it'll depend on who's playing qb2 that might exactly uh, that's gonna swing the line quite a bit but um no that that was an awesome game uh washington hold on before we move on i'm just i'm as an ohio state fan i'm scared of bama at this point like i haven't felt that way in over a season and a half because they weren't a threat last year and early on this year like it just looked like once you know they lost to texas struggled with usf like just didn't look that inspiring uh you know they, they beat ole miss um, and it was like, yeah, like they'll probably like be in the mix. They'll be in a new Year's six bowl. Like it's, it's Alabama. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, like they are that's going, that's Alabama, going, <laughs> that's Alabama. And they're going to the sec championship because the only thing standing in front of them right now is Kentucky, Chattanooga and Auburn, which, you know, Auburn, that's always going to be a rivalry game. And like, that's always going to have its own challenges, but like Auburn yep. so bad this year. That's like, okay, all they really have left is a, just to tune up for Georgia uh yep. and the first weekend of december so i'm pretty scared uh this alabama team um and uh, yeah things are things are uh, looking up for them for sure and i i texted you before we get into washington usc but we are potentially depending on how things look, uh turn out we could be looking at a very similar playoff picture as we saw when ohio state won the last national championship which it was bama versus Ohio State and uh, Oregon versus Florida State. So yeah. very realistic possibilities here. Uh, it would be but... it, it would be awesome if the script writers were like, hey, remember the first college football playoff? Let's get those exact same teams in there again. Like well, let's let's run it back. And, and if you uh, remember, Bama's quarterback was this guy that like no one really, you know, no one was really scared of. wasn't really like a traditional, you know, quarterback necessarily. Um, now clearly not the threat that Miller Milrow was, but yeah, um, yeah, it, the scriptwriters could have something up their sleeve here. But there's something right in front of uh, that that could potentially prevent that and that is washington because they do have the win over oregon already they're still undefeated and uh boy was that a game against usc this weekend so the the way that like i was sitting there watching this game what it felt like was like your 13 year old you know brother who's pretty good at college football and you're like 15 years old and you're like all right i'll i'll play it like you hop on and you're just slightly better, but like both of you are scoring every single possession. It felt like it was a video game and yes. you could tell one team was slightly better, but it wasn't like this huge, uh, huge gap. Um, defense, just not a thing. At one point in time, the the live total was at like 109. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I jokingly, I think I put in my article that I was taking the, under you took the under 70 what 76 and a half or yeah i said i love the under 76 and a half because why the hell not this is america show some pride and defend uh (laughs) there was no pride and there was no defense in that game um which i mean like i i don't know what i was expecting i think in my head i was like man washington's Washington is a notch above usc and it seems like every time usc has played a team that is a notch above them they've folded a little bit. Like you look at Mm -hmm. Notre Dame, you look at Utah. So 
it was uh they didn't fold no played no, a it... hell of a football game um washington covered minus three which was great uh, yep. they were really close on the under um only off by about 20 points, 25 but, points yeah. um but no it was a fun game to watch it was and um i'm not sure if you checked it out i thought it was they, they're starting to do like the red zone style with uh pat mcafee did you see that at all uh-uh, I didn't. But they're doing it, it. This was the first weekend of it. It was the perfect weekend to like try it out. Um, is that they just they're doing on ESPN two? They're doing Pat McAfee and Reese Davis, and then some of the guys from Pat McAfee's show. They're doing like a red zone version of college football. Um, oh, actually, I did see. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was, did see that. I mean, it's not the same energy as like an NFL red zone by any means. Like you know, Scott Hansen's in his bag the entire day. Um, Pat McAfee's a little more chill. A little less, you know, he doesn't have as much analysis, I would say, and like right. uh, energy there. It's more of like an entertainment, like, hey, here's all these awesome games at the same time. We yeah. didn't know how to spread them out. So uh, here's an option. Uh, but no, it was it was fun to kind of check that out. But um, just to bounce back between Bama and LSU, and especially when Jaden Daniels went down, I just flipped on Washington USC for the rest of the time, pretty, uh, for the most part. And yeah, that was that, that was a fun fun game to watch, and um, Alex Grinch has now been fired <laughs> from USC, um, and it's why? well overdue. I don't why? know why. Why I don't, I don't understand. Why, he, was, but, he was. I thought he was doing a bang up job. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what their whole plan is, and we'll get into it clearly as the off season comes around. But like, I, I'm just curious to see what their plan will end up being um, coming to the Big Ten because that just, I mean, clearly the offense like pray that's a good thing but like defense man yeah you're gonna have to have to pray a little bit so um yeah we'll, we'll we'll see if he makes any big changes after after that and tries to go out and do what ryan day did where he went and got a jim knowles-esque uh person and yeah. go go from there but yeah washington i mean they're looking at a pretty a pretty tough couple of weeks they still have utah um this upcoming weekend they have oregon state still on the schedule and then they have the you know rivalry game against washington state to end out the year um so we'll see kind of and of course the pac-12 championship really to end it all out so we'll see where they're at um before we get into any college football playoff thoughts and anything we do have to break down uh the ohio state buckeyes who did cover the spread uh this weekend um despite being down at three points at the halftime against rutgers scarlet knights uh, what are your thoughts on that game? You, you caught more of the first half than I did. So it was more of getting text updates slash checking Twitter when I could while at a cheer competition. Yeah. So first half was really frustrating. Um, offense didn't move the ball very well. Uh, McCord throws the INT, um, under throws Marvin Harrison Jr. And like Twitter just blowing up of like, get this bum off the field. Like I'm done. Like it, I went back and watched the game again. He wasn't that bad. Like <laughs> he, he played a pretty good football game for the most part. Um, like we, we are, I, I think a fan base, like a spoil of the riches where it's like, uh-huh. if you miss a deep ball to a receiver, we just haven't been very used to seeing those things. Like no. when you go from Stroud and fields that, it just seems like those connections were there every single time. And like it, you, so you're, you're not used to seeing a ton of underthrows or just poor decisions. And it's like, he had kind of like two or three, maybe bad throws or bad decisions, but 
for the most part, played a pretty sound football game, especially in the second half. Um, so it, I'm not on like the, after rewatching it, I was pretty down on Stroud or on the McCord, but after rewatching it, I was like, he, he played a pretty good football game. Like that, that Rutgers seems to defense be the... is pretty good. And yeah. he, he played well. Like I, I, it was, uh, it was interesting going back and watching it after, like, I, I think I was texting you like, dude, this guy's just a, he's not it. He's not improving. Like he hasn't gotten any better. And then I went and watched it again. I was like, kind of played. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, mad. I'm, I'm a victim uh, or I, I'm part of the problem uh, with, with the whole thing. Right. Where it's like in the moment, I'm just like, Oh my God, this isn't Stroud. This isn't fields. Like, I think it's okay as a fan base to demand more based on what we've seen, right? We're a top tier program. There's no reason that we can't go get top tier talent as we did with McCord and develop top tier talent. Like that's, that should be the standard here. It's just, I think maybe, and and we talked about an NFL segment, like maybe you forget how damn good things can really be. And like what, if you look around college football, like a lot of these, top tier guys are multi-year either starters or are like in their fifth or sixth year, right? Like Penix and, um, and Jaden Daniels and Jordan Trout. Like there's a lot of these guys out there that have been around their programs a lot more. Bo Nix has 90 freaking touchdowns. Go go watch JJ McCarthy's first nine starts. Right. Right. You are going to be very, very underwhelmed by the level of football. And that's the guy leading the like Heisman, Right. like race right now so it's okay yeah it's okay i mean we have the luxury as fans to complain about a quarterback that has us sitting at nine and zero. <laughs> yeah yeah right, right. it's yeah it's uh we're fine we're fine and, and we'll fine. see again like i think it's okay to to expect more given what we've had but it's also yeah. like hey he's not the worst and he's also in his first year and his offensive line is terrible. He has the but worst. But it's it's so much like knee jerk reactions. Yeah. Like yeah, um, yeah. he he overthrows or underthrows somebody, <laughs> and you go on Twitter, and it is just like like the entire place is on fire, and everybody's yeah. like, "Get him the fuck off the field! This dude can't <laughs> cut it." And it's like, okay, dude, people, are, you're not gonna have a perfect throw every single time. Nobody well, says. Nobody says shit when he throws a perfect back shoulder to G Scott and scores early. Yeah. Nobody says shit when he when he throws a perfect 50-50 ball to Marvin Harrison. Like very my quiet. Favorite, those are, my favorite those are, thing to do to you specifically is I turned I, I couldn't get Hulu to um load much where I was at for the cheer competition. And uh I get it to load and the first thing I see is back to back incompletions. And the first thing I text Matt is is it Devin Brown time? Leaking clean holes? Like, yeah, what's is, going on? Is it, is it Devin Brown time? Funny enough, I didn't know that he just broke the school record. Yeah, for completions. <laughs> for completions in a row. <laughs> he had like 19 completions or whatever yeah. it was in a row. Um, so it, it's fun to – some of it's definitely tongue-in-cheek. Like, is it time for – but some yeah. of it is definitely overreaction. Either way. His, his legacy starts here in like three weeks. That's – See, that's the thing is like that was the whole thing against Stroud was that he can't beat Michigan and like he couldn't, you know, didn't beat Oregon. Like there was all this different stuff about that. If McCord goes uh, and beats Michigan and Ann Arbor, given the you're looking at two McCord guys, dude, (laughs) two two McCord guys. If McCord gets me a Michigan win this year and a Notre Dame 
last second win. Uh-huh. I'll I'll get a jersey. Okay. Not I'll, I'll not the you. not the blank one. I'm getting the McCord like the DH yeah. gate with McCord on the back. Yeah. Not one that I can recycle and use for the next yeah. number six. I'm getting 100%. McCord jersey. Yep, I'll join you. We'll we'll wear it um for the national championship preview episode if he yes. beats on that one. Yeah. So. No. Well, they're coming from China, so they'll be here in like July. <laughs> that's true we'll wear it for yeah, next we, season yeah he'll he'll like transfer after the season <laughs> yeah. we'll be like well that yeah. was bad Which, uh, yeah we'll, we'll see i mean there's yeah we'll, we'll see how things shake out i'm not gonna overreact but there's definitely it'll be interesting to see how the pre or the um yeah preseason works out and spring and all that works out because again he hasn't been the standard but he's been good enough so yeah. that's fine we're nine and oh um have a couple cupcakes left on the schedule a night game be, against michigan state i'll be there you'll be there oh be okay there. what yeah, are you thinking i mean i i expect it's probably going to be a a blowout i mean yep. you know it is for whatever reason it seems like in the past michigan state has been that team that kind of maybe gives us some issues but I don't think that team's around anymore. Not right. um, so not until Urban signs the contract and joins. Yeah, there, so. the I it, I think Urban is officially on like flight tracker. Like <laughs> Michigan State is tracking where his jet's going and like all this stuff, and it's uh the the college boards are hilarious. But nope, uh, excited to be at that game. It's awesome that it's a night game because yeah. next week's games are stacked. Um, mm-hmm. You've got. Michigan, Penn State early. You've got Utah, Washington, Tennessee, Missouri, Ole Miss, Georgia is going to yeah. be, an, I think, going to be a really fun game. And then you've got the night game of USC, Oregon, which um, Oregon might score. They might score 75. So the over-under right now is 73 and a half. We're, can we just agree we're going to hammer the over? Are we going over? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm making okay. a note. Okay. Good deal. Um, I, you heard it here first. The the, the uh, picks will officially come out Saturday, um, but you heard it here first. We are going over 73 and a half, um, and I'm capturing that as soon as possible because I feel like that line will only jump a little more um, there. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a it's just that time of year, man. It's like it's you, you finally are getting a lot of these matchups. A lot of the non-conference, you know, BS games are out of the way. It's you're getting into, you know, uh, the fact that we have Ole Miss, Georgia, like Georgia's starting to play some people. Michigan's starting to finally place somebody with a pulse um, and it's on the road and maybe Harbaugh's suspended. I don't know what's going on with that. It doesn't I, seem like I think anything's we're really going gonna... to happen, but. I think we're going to learn a lot today and tomorrow. Yeah. Like if the big yeah. Ten's going to do anything, I, I can't imagine they're going to be like, Hey, you're suspended for two games on a Thursday or Friday, right before the game. So, yeah. Um, you know what the worst thing that can happen for us is, is that cause there's, there's been some things floating around that it's a two game suspension. Oh, the har- hardball comes in rested. Is that your fear? That he comes in just, it's more of the crowd. Like the, the Michigan fans right now, the thing, and, and you and I are a little different than typical Ohio State fans for the most part. Like, I think that if our program were going under the same exact allegations and most likely proof um, that we're seeing with like Connor Stallions and SMU or CMU and um, 
like just the amount of proof that there probably is like we would probably be like yeah they needs fired or like this is unacceptable like wouldn't necessarily be defending it as much but it's like at least the michigan that i'm seeing on twitter is like there's nothing wrong yeah everyone does this they hired a pi firm to come in and do this like it's like guys so like (laughs) with that energy if he goes under a suspension uh, for two games and then comes back at oh home. yeah that that place will be it's it's already gonna be yeah that's... like this is I, I think it feels like we say it every year like last year it was like oh Michigan got us the year before like you know we're at the shoe this is gonna be one of the biggest game like and so it feels like we're in the cycle of every year it's like yeah this one's different but uh-huh. this one will be different. If very. you've got if you've got a either a hardball that's coming off a suspension or like all the allegations are still hanging over their head, like that Michigan team's going to want to come out and hang, you know, fifty points on us. Like they're oh, they're yeah. going to be fired up in front of their home crowd. Um, just two teams that do not like each other. This is going to be one of those. There's going to be a pregame fight. Like there's <laughs> it's going to be something. Yeah, there. Like I can already see the scuffle at you know at midfield. So, um, but we've got some games ahead of us. Uh, Michigan's got to get past Penn State. Penn State looked like they figured some stuff out. Like went and just yeah. throttled Maryland, who Maryland yeah. hasn't been terrible this year. Yep. Um, also, if you would have put a gun to my head and told me heading into this past weekend, like you need to tell me the Rutgers current record. <laughs> My guess would have started at like three to four wins. Yeah. The fact that they came in six and two was incredible. Um, and and see why like their defense is pretty solid. But um, anyways, no, I I think Penn State Michigan will be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Michigan didn't look overwhelming against Purdue. Um, I mean they they won pretty handily, but not anything crazy. So, uh it's Penn state's last chance to have like that. Hey, let us in the playoffs. Maybe please. Well, well yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, the reality is the way that it's looking is if you think that as Penn state, right, the best, best chance that you can give yourself is clearly to go and win this game and hope that Michigan wins on November 25th, because as it stands right now, it looks like Penn state would get the nod uh, and the tiebreaker to go be go play in the Big Ten championship, and based on how the West is shaking out, go win and be the Big Ten champion at eleven and one with your only loss being on the road to Ohio State. So like yeah. this is huge for James Franklin. This is huge for Drew Aller. Like everybody, um, it'll be it'll be an interesting game. It's gonna be a tough road environment. Um, I feel like Penn State's always a pretty tough road environment, um, and Michigan. I mean, they haven't. They have not played anybody. Let's just get that on. The, like, they played Rutgers. Yes, sure. We played Rutgers. Like, I, they haven't played anybody. Now, yeah. have they looked good? Yes. There's no denying it. But they have not been truly tested yet. Um, and this will be the – I mean, this is the ultimate, like, how how difficult is the 25th going to be? <laughs> like, how much – how much anxiety should we have that week? Because there's there's already natural anxiety and stress for that game. But, like – how much is there going to be? Because depending yeah, on how they look against a real opponent, we'll, we'll definitely shape yeah. some of that. Missy was like, hey, where, where are we watching the game? And I was like, I might watch it like a closet. 
Mm-hmm. Like, just don't talk to me. I don't like. I'm gonna put my phone away. Just like I, I my stomach gets in a knot. Uh-huh. Um, who does the fucking scheduling for Penn State? <laughs> and like, how is it that you get Ohio State, Penn State, and it's not a seven thirty under the lights game? How is it that you get Michigan? at Penn State, and it's not a 7.30 night game. This is more of a NBC Fox. I I, I don't understand because there's like three networks now that carry the Big Ten with like the introduction of CBS and uh, NBC to it. And it's like, how do you have – I know Michigan State hasn't been bad, but how do you have Ohio State, uh, Michigan State at 7 o'clock and you have this game at Yeah, it just makes no sense. Like, If you're the Big Ten, this should be the – hey, this – this is the pinnacle of like of our our conference. This is the game you should be watching. This is the one you watch after dinner. This is it. Well, instead of sitting think, there at the noon, which I'm fine. I I love the works noon out kickoff. for us. Yeah, yeah, it works out great for us. But um, it's just so well, frustrating. Think, it's like this should be a night game. I think it's. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't know how the TV networks go, but like Fox, that is their marquee game. Like they are all about big noon kickoff versus some of these other ones are all about, um, you know, the the night, you know, seven thirty, seven o'clock slot, um, or you know, CBS is a little more on the three thirty slot. But either way, I, I just don't. I don't get. It. I know that's their marquee match. I know that they are, that they love the the twelve o'clock slot and you know the big noon kickoff or uh, the pregame show with Urban and all them leading up into it. I just Where's uh where's college game day? Is it gonna be at Penn State? That's a good question. Um it don't may be, know. I mean it may be in I, Georgia. I, can, I was gonna say I can see them going to Georgia, but I wouldn't be surprised um if they were going to I don't know. They they might be trying to distance themselves from Michigan football. <laughs> yeah, they're going to Georgia Ole Miss. So yeah, definitely distancing themselves there. Um but yeah, cool. Well, any other thoughts or anything you want to get on college football? Clearly, we'll be doing our blogs, everybody. Um, so make sure you keep your eyes out for that. FTSGambling.com and FTSGambling on Twitter. Uh, but any other thoughts you want to get out from recap or preview of this upcoming week? Uh, no, like I said, just a ton of awesome matchups coming up. I feel like we've said this for three weeks in a row, but <laughs> like we finally got through the riffraff of that early, like, Nobody really wanted to play anybody. Uh, so it's exciting to just see consistent high level football uh, folks facing off. Like you said, blogs will be coming out. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do my best to have as much of this done and taken care of before I head to Columbus um, on Saturday. So if you're reading some of these blogs and lines are maybe not consistent or have changed a little bit, just know I wrote those a little early because I won't have the time to do them on Saturday and Sunday. Um yeah, follow us on Twitter. Just hit 500 followers. Um, Hell yeah. I think maybe 25 to 50 of them are fake porn sites, but um, <laughs> that's okay. You know, those that this is the, when you know, when you play the games, that's just sometimes that's what you get. Uh, so Owen and I have <laughs> six wives right now um, that we are currently taking care of. Um, and it's uh, it's been a great experience so far. <laughs> it has, but yeah, keep up with, keep up with us there. That's the best way to get most of our content. But yeah, we're, uh, we have the website up. I'm blogging more. Matt's blogging more. Uh, we're hoping to get some new looks on, on the website to, to make it more, uh, to navigate it a little <laughs> to better. Ma- to but, make it look like Matt didn't create it. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's okay. Uh, but yeah, you can see all our blogs there and uh, Matt's beautiful headshot as you scroll down the page. So uh, once again, it's been Owen Smith, Matthew Warner with FTS Gambling. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys.